fantasyfootballleague.com. Join a 12-team Dynasty startup draft today. Leagues start at just $49 and go up to $999. Starting lineups of one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex spots. They also have best ball leagues, weekly leagues, and redraft leagues with six different starting lineup options in 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com <clears throat> The best fantasy football leagues on the net. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and we are the flagship podcast of DynastyFootballFactory.com. And are proud members of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network on Twitter. And for the first time in a long time, I think we're going on three weeks. I'm having a little Jerry withdrawal. But you know him, not as Jerry, but as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry, so good to be back on the air with you, sir. How's it going? Man, it's good. It's good to be back with you. Either I was gone or you were gone traversing the world. It's good. It's good to hear the soothing tones of Memphis the Outlaw. But nobody gives a damn about what I'm doing. You were the one that was across the globe. Give me give me something. Give me something funny, someone you could make fun of, something that was cool. Give me something. Uh, I'll, I'll give you two. I'll, I'll give you uh, three highlights. One, the Rome Airport is the best damn airport I've ever been in in my life. From an efficiency standpoint, from a a we get it standpoint. And what I mean is is they have people there that speak English, uh, several of the Asian languages, whether that was Japanese, Chinese, etc. Obviously, they were fluent in Italian, French. I mean, there were people to help everybody. It it was very accommodating. Um, Customs, everything that I dealt with from that airport was rock solid. The Coliseum, as a history buff, that was my original college major was history before I switched to business. And to go to the Coliseum and to know that you're standing in a place where um, so much cool stuff happened, that was really fascinating. My wife sprung for the good tour. We got to go underground. We got to go to the upper level uh, and everything in between. That was worthwhile. And the cool thing was is we took a boat tour of the Isle of Capri And we weren't supposed to get into the water, but we had a really cool captain who was born in America, but has spent like the last 30 years living in Italy. He's like, if you guys want to jump off in the water, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. A couple of the younger guys, probably around your age, were like, we're jumping in the water. My wife's behind me like, do it, do it. So I was like, what the hell? I had my passport, my pocket, my wallet, phone. Threw all that crap in her backpack, and I just—I was okay. like, yeah, just I, was like I was like, I was like, how many other opportunities am I going to have to jump in the Tyrrhenian Sea? So, I jumped in. Uh, it was—it was salty, almost as salty as your ass. And uh, uh, <laughs> after like, carry on goes to IR, yeah, yeah, and uh, or they traded digs, and <laughs> it was uh, good and salty. And but no, man, it, it was great. It was great to get away. I wish I had taken an extra week between that vacation and starting a new job. We talked about some of that offline, but man, I'm just happy to be back. Happy to be back talking about fantasy football. So tonight's topics, we're going to do a majority of the normal show, you know, that we do, but we're going to, we're going to incorporate our mid season because we just passed. If you play in a good league and Jerry, I think you would agree. A good league runs 13 regular season head to head weeks. And then your playoffs are weeks 14 through 16. Is that correct? Yep. 
100%. So week seven would have been the technical midpoint. So Jerry, you're going to look back at what have been, you know, and if you're regular listeners to this show, um, you, you'll know where Jerry and I are owning it, where we were right and wrong. But if you're new, first of all, thank you for tuning in. And this is where Jerry and I, we, normally we do a segment like this every week. We call it Look Back At It, where, you know, we were right or wrong on the week. And we do another segment called Stock Up and Stock Down, where we talk about guys outside the top 100 in Dynasty ADP startup. And we talk about guys whose value is going up and going down. And we're basically talking about dynasty players like their commodities on the stock exchange. But tonight, we're not going to do those two topics. We're kind of we're going to blend those together. And we're going to talk about our midpoint, hits and misses, if we think it's going to continue, um, and, and things of that nature. Um, want to make sure that I call it the Patreon real quick. Head over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. I just dropped a free episode to the public last night. If you've ever been interested and want to listen to one, now mind you, I was a little jet lagged, a little slappy. I started my first day at a new job and there might've been a little rambling, might've been a little foul language, but I, I think it was informative and I hope you enjoy it. So it, this, this one's free. You know, we do this once a quarter, give you that free sample. Hopefully you like it. A uh, lot more explanation in the free episode if you're interested. And make sure to check us out on social media, at Dynasty Warzone. Uh, that's on both Instagram and Twitter. But Jerry, before we get into the news and the rumors and what's going on, we want to make sure we hear from our friends over at DraftKings and the Dynasty Football Factory. So let's check that out. DynastyFootballFactory.com has it all. Impact articles, a full scope of fantasy football rankings, ADP, and exclusive members-only access to Factory Sports Slack channel. Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, Devi, and even DFS. A Factory Sports membership unlocks it all. And annual memberships are free. That's right. We've partnered with DraftKings to bring you your annual sports membership for free. Just go to dynastyfootballfactory.com slash shop and click on the DraftKings membership promo. Sign up for your DraftKings account, deposit just $20, and you'll receive a free $10 bonus and free factory sports annual membership. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See website for details. So act now and become a Factory Sports member for free. Visit DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop today. All right, again, big thank you to our friends at the DynastyFootballFactory.com and DraftKings. That is a great promotion and great value. Make sure you're checking that out. And, uh, man, speaking of value, a lot of trade action. So the NFL trade deadline, for those that don't know, is Halloween. It's a week from Thursday. It's uh October 31st, everybody knows what Halloween is for the most part. There's probably some real religious folk that don't, but you know what? If you don't, you do now. 1031, about, uh, as you're listening to this, eight days away, and we've already got action. Jerry, Emmanuel Sanders is going from the Denver Broncos to the 49ers. The, uh, the 49ers got Sanders and a fifth-round pick, and in exchange, they're sending a third and a fourth uh, back to Denver to get Sanders. What do you think of this deal? Does it do anything for you? Redraft, Dynasty, give me some Jerry thoughts. I think Emmanuel Sanders will do great in San Francisco for the maybe twice for the rest of the year. 
I'm good on him. He's a, you remember when Pierre Garçon went to San Francisco to end his career? That's what we're looking at for Emmanuel Sanders, in my opinion. I think that's a great deal by John Elway, something we have not said very often. He's the he's a wide receiver on the wrong side of 30. He's coming off an Achilles tear, and you got a third and a fourth just to move back in the fifth? I mean, that's an easy deal for me. He'll have some relevance. He might help Jimmy a little bit. He might open up the field for the other wide receivers. It, it's good for San Francisco. I just think you paid a little bit too much for him, but you know, they're winning, you know, they want to win now. And if it helps their team win now, I cannot fault them for that. Uh, I see it a little bit differently. I think it is good for Jimmy GQ, another veteran. And, and, and I tell you what else I like it for is Emmanuel Sanders is a veteran and he's a pro and you've got a young wide receiving core there in San Francisco with Dante Pettis and Debo Samuel. And I think he can kind of what uh, Josh McCown was last year for Sam Dalton. I'm sorry, Sam Darnold. I think that's what Sanders could be for these two young guys on top of giving this offense another uh, weapon for Jimmy GQ. And I think whether, whether you're a contender or a pretender in your dynasty league, man, this is a great opportunity to sell Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I, you, you know the rapport that a quarterback has to build with a wide receiver, very rarely does it click mid-season, much less in season one of a trade. At his age, if you can use this as a sell window, uh, unless you absolutely are hurting at wide receiver, this is a great opportunity to sell. From the real NFL standpoint, I, I think I, th I think John Lynch won this deal as opposed to John Elway. The difference between the fifth that Denver sent back and the fourth that they got from San Francisco aren't going to be that different. That's going to be a real, uh, a real, you know, top of the fifth round pick because Denver sucks. In, in case you didn't know, and that fourth from San Francisco is going to be a late fourth. So there might only be ten selections between the fourth and the fifth. So basically, the way that I read this, this is a third for Emmanuel Sanders, but a third for a 32-year-old wide receiver that's basically a rental because I believe Sanders is on the last year of his deal. I think it's fantastic. I think it works out for everyone in the end. But as a dynasty owner, because we're a dynasty show, sell, sell, sell. Unless you're absolutely desperate for the help at wide receiver, great opportunity to get out from under. And Atlanta was going into 2020 with a very bloated salary cap. And they shaved some of that off today by moving Muhammad Sanu to the Patriots for a a second round pick. Now it will be a late pick and it could be the 64th overall pick in this draft because New England's as much a favorite to win the Super Bowl as anybody. But man, I think that's a damn good pick for a an, an average wide receiver uh on a team that doesn't that doesn't do that. Jerry, did, did, I don't think the trade probably surprised you, but did what they got back do did that surprise you? Outrageous. As some, you know, the Lions are looking, you know, we're going to talk about them in a second, but, you know, I, if you can get a second for Muhammad Sanu, can we ship Marvin Jones out? Because I will take a second for these type of guys every single time. Muhammad Sanu, I couldn't get a second from my dynasty team for Muhammad Sanu. A th 30 year old wide receiver, you're getting a second round draft pick back. You know, basically, the the Atlanta Falcons got more for Muhammad Sanu than the Steelers did initially when they sent Antonio Brown to the Raiders. Let that marinate for a second. 
You know, if, if this gives you any, I think this helps Tom Brady. I know last yeah. night, I know in Monday night's game that Sony Michelle fell in the end zone three times, which is fine. But the Patriots are, are already the league's highest scoring offense. And this is just another guy. You know, Josh Gordon's a little banged up. Philip Dorsett's a little banged up. Julian, everybody's, you know, got something in New England. And this is not your typical New England, quote unquote, injury list. This is legitimate injuries that, uh, to a wide receiver core. And, and this allows some of these guys to get healthy because New England's not worried about winning in October and November. They're worried about winning in January and February. So I think this is a good move for Tom Brady. Um, but it, again, same thing as Sanders. If you can find a way to use this as a sell, do it. And uh, uh, not- Hold on. Before we move on, what do you think this does for guys like Calvin Ridley? And do you think it does hit Julian Edelman at all? I, I don't. Again, I, I mentioned it earlier with the, the chemistry. Tom Brady's a pro. Muhammad Sanu is a pro. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm, you know, Josh Gordon didn't come in and set the, set the Patriots on fire. It's just another weapon. This is a team that is looking. Now, he could be very helpful down the stretch, but immediately, no. The only, the only winner in the Muhammad Sanu to the Patriots from a fantasy football standpoint is Tom Brady. Another outlet, another guy to get open, uh, reliable wide receiver to catch balls. I don't think you'll get enough volume and or production to be fantasy worthy. But if you can spin a, a different narrative to sell him in, in your dynasty leagues, even if it's for a 2023rd or 4th, he gone. And, yep. and speaking of gone, you already kind of mentioned it earlier, but carry on Johnson. Um, I'm going to talk more about him in a little bit. Uh, but carry on Johnson and his knee, he's going to IR. Uh, it could be the short-term IR, but... I mean, we're already talking week seven. They're not going to make the playoffs in Detroit. I'm sorry in advance, Jerry. So that means he'd nope. be eligible to come back. I think it's either week 15 or 16. At that point, what's the point? And then Will Fuller, all it said so far is that he's going to quote-unquote miss some time. And I just wrote down on the uh, the show sheet, this is what they do. You remember that rap song, This Is How We Do? You know, you know. Th- th- this is how Carrion Johnson and Will Fuller do. They miss time. So before I go on a rant about these guys, Jerry, won't you rant? Because one of them's a lion. You know, <laughs> you were right, Randy. And you are going to toot your own horn later about it. Here's the thing. Ready? Not going to overreact at all. Sell carry on Johnson. If he doesn't come back until, like you said, week 15 and 16, which he won't, he's not going to because we're not going to be in the playoff hunt. Why bring him back in week 15 when it's only going to risk injury and not benefit you at all? The Lions are going to take either they're going to sign another running back or they are going to draft one next year. Carryon Johnson as a workhorse is non-existent. If you can get people that love Carryon Johnson, they love his name, Randy, I know damn well you agree with me. Hey, you I, have to sell this man. Uh, if you can find a Debbie sucker, or I mean Debbie player in your league. Oh, no, they're suckers. Oh, they're 100%. Suckers. And, and the Debbie guy is the one to go after because this is the guy who fell in love with Carrion Johnson when he was at Auburn, and that's all they remember. They are blinded by college dominator and college stats, and that's the guy – that I'm looking for. I'm looking to the guy who's been hoarding 2020 draft picks and like, look, dude, you know, you, you know, you can maybe hit this 2020 draft pick 
Or you can get a guy like Carryon Johnson, who you already know what his job's going to be. He's just had a little bad luck. I got news for you, man. This is not bad luck. A, a, a leopard does not change his spots. This is three years in a row going back to his last season at Auburn that he finished a season with an injury. I believe at Auburn it was a shoulder or an ankle injury. Last year it was very similar. It was probably both. And could be Dave Richard of CBS Fantasy posted it was like a whole list of, of all of his ailments. Last year he did basically what he's doing now, and that is going on the quote unquote eight week IR, but we'll never see him again. I mean, this is what he does, and and it's it's frustrating to own him. Cut your ties, cut your losses. Wait a couple of weeks. Remember, never sell at its absolute worst. There's gonna be time where you know you'll be able to swoop back around and say hey man i noticed you're rebuilding and you know what I, I don't have as many draft picks as i'd like you know draft picks are like lottery tickets you might hit you might not why don't i trade you a sure thing and carry on johnson and i'm, I'm looking to, to build up my my pick empire my pick stock if you will and move move off of carry on johnson then will fuller what the is the same this? thing what is this year five yeah same thing this is all, this is, I mean, when he plays, he can win you a week. I think he set a record. I, I, I want to credit the fantasy footballers because that's where I heard it. Uh, and half point PPR, his game a couple of weeks ago, his like 53 or whatever some odd points, was the best game by a wide receiver in 15 years. He's certainly capable of doing that, but this is what Will Fuller does. You're going to have to wait until, until the offseason. And you know what? You know what every league has, Jerry? What's that? A Notre Dame fan. And, <laughs> and you can find a guy that loves Will Fuller, is willing to take a chance. He's going to be a guy that you, you can move somewhere between the combine and your rookie draft and just get out from under. I, I, we know what he can do, but we also know what he's going to do. We know he's going to get hurt, and he's going to blow up your season just like he did to so many other guys. Uh, I want to transition to this next story. Uh, Adam Thielen. Caught a touchdown. At least he caught a touchdown before he went out. Unlike Kerry, it was pretty. It, it was a very. It wasn't as nice as Eric Ebron's touchdown catch. <laughs> That's also true. But but Adam Thielen had had one catch for twenty five yards and a touchdown. And Adrian Peterson's the OG cyborg. He's got a high ankle sprain that he got on Sunday. Says he's playing on Thursday. God love that man. That's what happens when you when you you know went broke. And you, yeah, and you, you got to work, work for that money. You got to work for that money. But they they both could play. Not, not not a whole lot of dynasty spin. I mean, if you're not a, a legit contender, yeah, I know that. I know that Thielen could be back in the next week, if not Thursday. He should be back after ten days rest in week nine. A, a, AP is not worth a popcorn fart at this point. But if you're not a legit top four contender. And you have to look at your rosters in your league and say in your record and your upcoming opponents. And if, if you can't do that, I don't have a problem with you selling out, like cashing out at, at a good time on Adam Thielen. Jeremy, Jerry, I don't have a whole lot for you on AP's dynasty value, but what are you doing with Thielen? I see. I like Adam Thielen, but I, I'm not mad at you if you do that because he's getting older. I mean... I tweeted about Stefan Diggs, 100 yards, three of the last four games. He's got Washington coming up. He's got Kansas City coming up. Now, maybe I'm a sucker because I'm finally buying into Stefan Diggs again. So I'm I'm really buying into that. And I like what Kirk Cousins has done. Call me crazy. 
So I, I, I'm not mad at you if you sell Adam Thielen. I'm probably holding on to him. I don't think there's a chance in hell he plays on Thursday. Why? Why would you play against Washington? You're going to clobber them. And j- it, save him for the Kansas City game. Give him that extra rest. That's what I personally think will happen. But, you know, I, I, I have no inside information. And that's just common sense, I'm hoping, dictates reality. Uh, I want to back up what my co-host said, and you you know what a fan of Vegas I am. We're not going to cover this game, but the Thursday night game, Minnesota's at home. They're favored by 16 points. Man, what's the point? There is no point. Um, do you just pound the ball down their throat mm-hmm. with, with Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook and feed the, feed the ball, feed the ball, feed the ball to those guys and, and run them over? But, yeah, I'm, I'm a proponent of selling – uh, Adam Thielen at 29, 30 in, in that age range. I, I think he's still got another good rest of 2019, a good 2020, and maybe even 2021. But if, unless, like I said, you're a contender, might be time to start kicking those tires. Yeah. St- Sterling yeah. Shepard says it's, uh, he'll be back this season. What do you take from that? <sighs> I'm done with this dude. He's, he's fine. He's a good player. He's, he's, but that's all he is. I, you know, the, I would love to tell you otherwise, Randy, but that's a situation that I don't want to be in if I'm him. And if they ever do have a prolific offense, it'll not be because of him. It'll be because of another wide receiver that they have that takes over. I'm selling Sterling Shepard if I have him. I don't have him. I was never a super fan, but if I did, I would be done with this dude. Now's not the time, probably. Probably wait till he comes back. You don't want to do it. And the worst of news... But he he's just not my dude. I I don't know how you feel about. Are you a? Do you have hope for the man? Uh, not only do I not have hope, I don't have any shares. But I think you're spot on. You you have to wait until he comes back, and you know get get a game or two out of him. But you know we're just talking about Thielen at his age. Golden Tate though, he's one of those guys that could be like Larry Fitzgerald and play till he's 35. He just has that kind of toughness and, and game about him. But I I see the the Giants. Um, there's a great website. It's not great, but it's great if you're into mock drafts and, you know, the current NFL draft order. It's called Tankathon. Tankathon. And it's great. And they currently have the Giants mocked uh, taking Jerry Judy. That's perfect. Jerry Judy alongside Evan Ingram and Golden Tate and Saquon Barkley is a good mix. But, yeah, I'm with you. If at some point I can get a 2022nd out of Sterling Shepard, Jerry, he gone. Yeah, he's gone. All right, this next bit of news pissed some people off, but I'm going to play the devil's advocate side. Uh, David Johnson listed as active, plays one snap for two yards, and then uh, Chase Edmond went banana. So, uh, Jerry, did you get burned by DJ, and what do you make of this, and are you buying Chase Edmonds? Uh, I did play David Johnson in a league. Um, I won, so I got lucky, but it was, I mean... Here's my question, because I don't know what to make of this situation, because Chase Edmonds has been good even just in a role player. In sort of that Austin Eckler role of 2018, he's been productive regardless of whether DJ's played or not. He gets the opportunity last week, and like you said, holy cow, kid. I mean, the three touchdowns is whatever, but 150 all-purpose yards. He's been getting good receiving work. He's had good rushing work. That said... You know, when DJ was healthy, he was doing that. That that offense is sort of humming a little bit. It took a little bit to get him going, but the wheels are turning. What 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 about you, DJ? Yes, no, worried. 
I'm going to stick with the same thing, and it's not really a topic for tonight's show, but to me, this is a very Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler situation. You can play both. I think I think the, the emergence, if that's a word, uh, of Chase Edmonds has pushed David Johnson from like a top three to five option down to a, you know, like an eight to 10, eight to 12 range. But, I mean, he's still fine. He's a guy you can start every week. Um, with confidence, and I'm going to get back to that in a second. But but Chase Edmonds, think of last year when Austin Eckler was on the uh, the upswing. You know he finished last year's RB27. That's a borderline RB2, RB3. I tell you, with guys like Carryon getting hurt and just the natural attrition of the running back position, I love Chase Edmonds. I would gladly send my 2022nd for him right now. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't. I don't know that that owner would take that right now, especially if yeah. they listen to the Dynasty War Zone. But I, I think you can play both. Um, DJ is going to be there next year. I don't know what they're going to do with Chase Edmonds. I don't know his contract status. But I'm handling both. I, I'm in a league where I have Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, and I start them every week. If I have David Johnson and Chase Edmonds, I'm starting them both every week. Uh, but I'm going to get to a situation where you can't start both. And that's Kyle Allen, not to be confused with Josh Allen. Uh, Kyle Allen and, and Cam Newton. And I wrote down what's next. You know, there was thought Cam would be back after their week seven bye. Uh, he's already been ruled out. Josh Allen's the starter. Um, I know I've said before, it's my bold prediction. Uh, I, I, I will go on the record. I was on this first. I think Josh Allen keeps this job the, the rest of the Kyle season. Allen. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, not either one of the Josh Allens because there's the one that plays – for the Jags and the one that plays for the Bills. But this is Kyle Allen. I think he keeps this gig. And this game this weekend, coming off the bye, Ron Rivera is a really good coach. This is a top eight defense. Um, will they go into San Francisco and beat the, the 49ers? I don't think so. But if they do, if they There's go... There's no way but, you can bring Cam back. 100%. 5-0. You just beat the the, the best team in the, NF, in the NFC. And then... Let me go as far as to say is is can he keep this gig going into going into 2020, Jerry? I I I'm with you. It it's tough. That's a tough spot for Ron Rivera to be in because you know Cam is supposed to be your guy, but Cam is not the guy we have seen played. He's not that guy anymore. And Kyle Allen, well, you know, all you really have to do in that offense is just give the ball to Christian McCaffrey and find ways to give him the ball because he's absurd that I, I don't know how you take him out. I, I honestly don't. If the lions had Stafford go out and they had a quarterback win five games in a row, there is a 0% chance. Matthew Stafford, the fans would be calling for Matthew Stafford to start. And I, while I don't live in the Carolinas, I cannot imagine that it's not the exact same way in the echo chamber. That is, you know, the media. I will just say this. So I, I referenced Tankathon earlier. Currently, in the current NFL draft order for 2020, Carolina has the 20th overall pick. How about that? They're the 20th in 2020 right now uh, as we sit. And all the quarterbacks are gone. So if they continue to play well, and I, I know that the Teddy B-led Saints are, are really hot right now, but this is a playoff team right now, uh, at least by record. And if they win this game, man, going to be real hard for them to bench, you know, Kyle Allen. And maybe he gets the rest of 2019 and 2020 to see what he can do. I think he's in a very such similar situation to guys like Gardner Minshew. 
Um, there, there's an, uh, there's another one out there I'm drawing a blank on. I don't, I don't think he's quite yet to the Jacoby Brissett because Brissett was the starter going into the season, but I like Kyle Allen. I blew half of our, you're welcome, Jerry, half of our fab budget <laughs> to acquire him in our, in, in the one Debbie league that we do together. It was an absolute steal. We may have a, a starting NFL quarterback for the next season and a half. You know what? I was a little skeptical when a guy in another league that I'm in, he paid a 2022nd in a Superflex league for him. I don't think I hate it, Jerry. I no, don't I don't either. I think I think Cam got Wally pipped. That is what I think happened. Ah, uh, Wally Pip, worth throwing in the Google machine. And uh, this next guy I want to throw out there, because we've, we've already mentioned DJ and Chase Edmonds, and we mentioned Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. I think we're getting ready to have another one of those tandem backfields where you can start both, and that's uh, that's in Cleveland. You know, Nick, Nick Chubb has been a beast so far, but Kareem Hunt resumes practicing this week, and I don't believe he can actually play until week 10. Um, this is a guy that I already own a ton of, Jerry. I know you're a fan as well. You know, we're talking about 20, 20 seconds. I'm throwing it at the Kareem Hunt owner right now. He's the best pass-catching running back on this team. Uh, Nick Chubb can catch passes, but there's a difference between being a, a – you know, there, you would have to admit there's a difference between uh, James White and Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle can catch passes, but James White's a pass catcher. And I think Kareem Hunt is a much more natural catcher of the football. I think he's going to be a great weapon for Baker. I, I, I hope that Todd Monken and Freddie Kitchens have some packages installed for Kareem Hunt when he returns – uh, especially as this team's going to be behind and trailing. So I'm trying to buy Kareem Hunt. Uh, he could be on a new team in 2020, but he could also, you know, be kept. Uh, they get a, a compensatory pick if he walks in 2020 due to the uh, contract they sign him for. But I'm about that Kareem Hunt life, Jerry. I know you are too. Yes, I am. I don't know if right now is the best time to buy him, though. I think it might be after they play a week or two. By week 12, because I don't think his, he's just he's not going to step into a role that's, you know, super fantasy relevant. He's going to get you six touches. And as long as he doesn't take him to the crib or he doesn't score a couple touchdowns on you, I, I think you might be able to uh, manipulate your your opponents in the league to get him for a little bit cheaper. Maybe you could sell it on the fact that he's he's the second fiddle because there is that chance he's on a new team. And I think that's what everyone is trading him for is really hoping for because. Nick Chubb is good. Yeah, I mean, he's a dog, to to quote Shepsy. It's just what he is. But Jerry, like Jerry, you, you know I love you, but but you're wrong. The price is only going to go up. I, the, you the, think? A hun, a you think hun, if a, a he hundred, struggles a little bit, or if uh, he doesn't get the touches? How many more running backs are going to get hurt between now and Week Ten? I guess I'm just back? I'm hoping in one hand, and I'm yeah, I, I, Essen I, in the other, and I, I guess we'll see which one fills up. I have been burned too many times. By trying to to go with the the, the long con, so you're and saying pooper get off the pot. You're gonna have to because I I, I sincerely think that prices are only going to be up. And even if you quote unquote maybe pay a little high now, I don't think you lose that. I don't think you lose that that asset. I think he signs somewhere else in the off season, um, and, and his value will will go up. I mean, and I think the the best news we've had about Kareem Hunt. No news. You heard a thing about that, man? Uh, no, no news is good news, and I like it. But speaking of news, I want to wrap this news segment up by talking about Matt Ryan's ankle. Uh, he could play in week eight, but if not, the backup's Matt Schaub. 
Uh, I'm still rolling out Julio. I don't think I would roll Ridley. I, th- I think I would only I be, I would uh, you know, with Edo Smith also getting hurt with a concussion and a neck injury. I think the only two Falcons I'm playing this week are Julio, uh, Hooper, and Freeman. Did I miss anyone? No, Freeman got suspended. He uh, did he get? Yeah. I, I missed that. Big I, I think he did for punching Aaron Donald in the head with a helmet. Why players decide punching another human being that's wearing a helmet? I'll never understand. Uh, he got kicked out of the game. You know what? He might not have been suspended. So I, I, I hadn't seen that. I, I hope you're. I hope you're wrong and that he's not suspended. But I did see Aaron Darnold. Uh, Donald. God, Darnold Dalton and <laughs> just wear me out. But but I seen Aaron Donald pick him up with one hand. This yeah. Is, well, it's for, for, he's Freeman. Freeman weighs a smooth two bills plus, and Donald just picked him up like he was a baby. But anyway, listen. That that's the news. That's what's going on around the league. Um, hopefully some of that can help you spark thought and can get some moves going out there in your leagues. Uh, and if you're making good moves, Jerry, you know what you might need? What's a, that? A trophy. So let's hear from our friends at Trophy Smack about how you can get a trophy and a ring. So let's check this out. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. All right, big thanks to the buddies over at Trophy Smack. Remember, we're only through week seven, going into week eight. If you're doing good, now's the time. If you're the commissioner, especially if you're Dynasty League, hey, guys, you know, have we ever, ever thought about getting a trophy? Man, I got a great deal. I can get us a trophy and a ring. Um, check them out. Use that code and, you know, get, get, get your league hooked up. Um, you know, l- let them know. And then, Jerry, I'm going to let them know where, where we were right and wrong. And this is not about taking victory laps. Jerry and I don't do that. But Jerry and I were, I like to think of us, at least in the dynasty space, as the originators of owning our mistakes. Does that sound accurate? I would say so. I, I, I We've been doing this. We started this at week one of 2018. It's a segment we call Look Back at It, where every week we talk about where we were right, where we were wrong. And, and we own that. Jerry and I take this very seriously, you know. Um, there's not a whole lot of stuff that we put above it, you know, our careers, our families, in Jerry's case, school, but we're not only just, sometimes, only, only sometimes. sometimes. Um, but we're not just on here flapping our gums. You know, we want to make sure we're given the best quality advice. So, you know, I'll start, we're going to start with the hits. I'm going to hit with my, my first one and carry on Johnson, Jerry, Honolulu blue. I know you got the blues in Honolulu, but and do carry on Johnson. I was never about this guy. So many were. Oh, he's a lock to be an RB1. Uh, and I'm not taking a cheap shot after the guy got hurt because Jerry will testify. This was my call before he got hurt. 
before he got hurt going into week seven, so before that game was played, where he got hurt, he was the RB24. He was barely, by the hair of his chinny-chin-chin, he was barely a wide, uh, excuse me, a running back two. And, you know, so here, here are his weekly finishes this year. Uh, week one, RB36. Week two, RB10. Week three, RB26. Week four, RB20. Weeks, uh, I'm sorry, I had that out of order. And then RB17. And then last week, he didn't even really qualify because he got hurt with like 1.3 points. He's had one top 12 running back week under his belt. I'm telling you, I was nervous about this guy's workload because of the split for, for carries in that backfield. CJ Anderson was there when I made the call earlier in the season. You know, Matt Patricia comes from that Bill Belichick school of running back usage. It just felt like a trap. So that's why I was off Carrion Johnson, and I was right before the injury. He's going to be done. We talked about Carrion earlier in the show. Jerry, what was your first hit? My first hit? My man, Leonard Fournette. This guy, his lowest yardage total so far this season 87 yards. Now, he also had the big, the big banger where he, he rushed for over 200. You know, you don't expect that out of him. But that's why I love the dude is he gets a workload that is it, it's honestly really unmatched. He He's getting over 20 carries nearly every single game, at least the last three weeks in a row. Just pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball. That's how he runs. I love him. I've always sort of loved him. I understood the hate. But it, it, when it comes to being a fantasy asset, not scouting a prospect, I don't know how you could not like Leonard Fournette because his floor is so high based on his workload. And if you are a running back and you're getting me a minimum of 87 yards rushing, what? It, where's the downside? Where I can't, I can't fathom it. So I was happy that that worked out because Leonard Fournette's my man, and I like watching violent running backs. And Leonard Fournette is a violent running back. And Leonard Fournette was the one, if you remember back in the preseason, what did you and I say? We said, look at Leonard Fournette coming into camp. If he looked fluffy, we were off Leonard Fournette. Do you remember that? Yep. And we said, if he came in looking lean and mean, he was your guy. And not only did he come in in shape like we thought he was going to, my, my man's got 38 targets on, on the season. So we're not quite halfway. I mean, he he's through seven games. I mean, that's over five targets a game. And uh, what was his big hit? His big, he can't catch the ball. And not only that, but he looks very natural. We talked about Nick Chubb earlier that Nick can catch the ball. But I think Leonard Fournette has really improved that. He looks great in this John D. Filippo offense. By the way, his worst game was week one. His worst game was 9.4 points. That didn't kill you. Love the call, Jerry. You, you were dead on that one, and, and I was there with you. Uh, my, my second hit was Todd Gurley. And, and I hate that I was right, but I was right. And this is one that I went back and, and I found the tweet. And I should have retweeted it, but I'm not the guy who retweets myself retweeting things. <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't want to be that guy. But, uh, because the, the comments would have outed some of our friends and peers in the industry. Because some of the big names came after me a little bit in a professional way about when I said that I was a little nervous about Todd Gurley. And turns out I was right. You know, he is currently the RB18 after seven games, which is cool. 
hey, you know, what? Th- that's a solid RB2. Um, and in fairness to him, outside of a 4.3 point effort in week four, he's had at least 11.1 in every other game. So he, he's not been killing you, but he's not been the Todd Gurley that, that you thought you were getting. So if, if you owned him last year and you carried him into the season, you know he's not the bell cow of your team, but he is certainly not w- what he was. And this is what I, what I thought. Um, I think he had like 18 touches this past week. For like you know what the most th- he's had this season? It was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, he's had one 20-touch game. And I don't think he's had one hundred yard game combined between receiving and rushing. Uh, just the Arizona game, yeah. and that was barely eked over that. But you know what? He's fine. No one's going to give you what he's worth. You know, he's 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 an RB two at this point in the season. Ride the storm out. See see what he can do uh, at the rest of this way. But you know what? At, hey, at maybe, least he's maybe consistent. if you want to sell him, uh, week sixteen against Miami Dolphins. Hey, you know, I didn't mention it, but go, uh, go look at uh, the, the weeks 13 through 16 on our boy Leonard Fournette. Some real juicy matchups. But uh, speaking of juicy matchups, who was your second hit, Jerry? Mine was Damian Williams, and this is another one that we hit. I, It was on this podcast we talked about him. It was on every podcast we were on. It was on the Podathon when we were on that. We were never Damian Williams guys. And you're looking at a dude who's total yardage in a game. His high was 65 yards. He's getting outshined by LaShawn McCoy that in that isn't all that well, because that rushing attack is wow. This was a team coming into the season. We thought was going to be monsters and they just have not, you know, a a lot of people and I won't name names. They said that, you know, Kareem hunt was the, was the system running back and that you could plug Mm -hmm. anyone in there. And, and, And that's why I'm so bullish on buying Kareem hunt to refer back to our previous segment. But, you know, D- Damian Williams, you mispronounced Alex Collins 2.0. If, if, <laughs> if, if, you, if you go to our friends, the FF Open Bar, which is uh, Gabe at FF Man Bun and at J Mike Check, I love those guys. We were on there back in February along with Jordan McNamara, and that's when I dubbed him Alex Collins 2.0. And I was like, I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. You know, the question at the time was, because I went back and re-listened to that in preparation for this show, and the question was, is do you want the 110 in the 2019 draft class? Or do you want Damian Williams? And, I, I you know, I, I, I filibustered a little bit, but I ultimately wanted the 110. And you were right there with me. And then it got even worse. So, so l- l- let this be a lesson and write this down. Jerry, what do we call those? We call those writer downers, my friend. Write, write this shit down. Um, if you get a guy, and he's, it's going to happen. I don't know who it is if I did. I would, I would totally tell you to go pick him up off your waiver wire. But two years ago, it was Alex Collins. Last year, it was Damian Williams. In 2019, it's going to be someone else. A 26, 27, 28-year-old journeyman running back is going to get the opportunity of a lifetime. Maybe it's on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, maybe it's on the New Orleans Saints. Uh, hashtag Latavius Murray. But someone's going to emerge. And Latavius Murray's not a journeyman. He's had a, a good career. Yeah. But someone's going to emerge out there, and we're going to go into the 2020 offseason, and we're going to be like... fourth-round redraft ADP. Yeah, and we're going to be like, do you want a 2020 first-round pick, or do you want this slap dick? You'll want the 2020 pick. Don't get greedy. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. So Damian Williams was a fantastic call, and uh, I, I get a double 
I get a double homer uh, call out on this one. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, not only did I, you know, say Jacoby Brissett was going to be a better fantasy quarterback than Jimmy GQ, and he's way ahead of Jimmy GQ uh, so far. Both guys have had their bye, and Jacoby is absolutely crushing him. He is QB 14 in total points in spite of already having his bye, and he's QB 11. That's a QB 1, uh, averaging 18.5 points per game. He's ahead of guys in points per game. He's ahead of Carson Wentz, ahead of Josh Allen. Even though Kirk Cousins has been on fire, he's ahead of Cousins, he's ahead of golf, and he's just a half a point behind guys like Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray. Um, I, I love Jacoby Brissett, and I put my money where... Stafford had an outrageous game, too. Yeah, and, and I, I put my money where my mouth is. I went out and bought three shares of Jacoby Brissett. I went out and bought him in the Devi League that you and I are yeah, in. Yeah, buddy. I went out and bought him in the uh, Ultimate uh, Dynasty Podcasters League with Shane and, and uh, Travis May and Tyler Gunther and, and all those guys. And you know what? Every league, my, my best records – Right now, all the ones where I'm, you know, most of my leagues, I'm the king of four and three right now. But in all the <laughs> leagues where I have Jacoby Brissett, I'm five and two. This guy has absolutely done great. Jacoby Brissett was a huge hit for me. And I don't think it's so much as him, as he's got an amazing play calling head coach in Frank Reich, a great offensive line. And I'm just going to throw this little caveat out there, Jerry, before you hit us with your third hit. When you're making decisions between startup draft picks or rookie draft picks this spring, look at the offensive line. Look at who calls the plays. You know what? Sometimes a guy is more talented, but sometimes situation matters. So, Jerry, who is your third pick? I went a different homer route where I hit this one, but people are not happy that I hit this one. And it's not that I have anything against this guy because he has shown me that he is good, and that is TJ Hawkinson. You can see why people like him. You can see what makes him a good prospect. He has shown it in week one that he can take over a game, but Matthew Stafford doesn't like tight ends. This man has 88 yards outside of week one. Now, if you combine that over five weeks, I will let you know that is losing a lot of games because that is garbage. Now, in that week one, 131 yards, got the touchdown. He's had one touchdown since then, and he dropped an egregious one last week. But it's fine. It's fine. I'm not bitter about it. But I am. He's The, the dude has talent. I'm not saying to sell him dynasty-wise, but so far this year, I, I think I hit on that one because he has been... I mean, none of the rookie tight ends have been good while we're at it. Well, let's just talk about that. This was supposed to be one of those classes, and it just has not been. Hawk has a future. Don't get me wrong. But so far, just inconsistency because of the things I said. Matthew Stafford does not like tight ends. It is just not something he focuses on. Uh, he's always had, going back to Brandon Pettigrew, there's a name for you. He's always had streaky relationships with tight ends, but if, as a Colts fan, I would gladly give you Eric Ebron back for TJ Hawkinson. I, I, to, I would of, rather you pee into my eye than give me Eric Ebron back. We can do that. It's kind of weird, <laughs> but we don't have a relationship like that. But speaking of uh, peeing in the eye, th this is the part of the, the this is the part of the flawless. That's I'm, I'm the master of transitions. Um, but you know, you got to take the bad with the good, and you, you got to own it. And I'm going to own being wrong on Amari Cooper. I have beaten this kid like a pinata 
over the first years of his career, mostly because I don't like hype beasts. I don't like guys forced down my throat. It's part of the reason so you know why I was initially so anti-Baker Mayfield. I, 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 I'm a pessimist, and I, I don't like hype. Let's put some let's put some ships on the wall. Let's put some, some some trophies on the wall. You know the guy's still never been a wide receiver one. Now currently, he's the wide receiver four overall in total points per game and in overall points at the wide receiver position on the season. Um, he's had nine point eight points in every game that he's finished. He did have the real crapper in, in week six where he hurt his little thigh bruise, which don't even get me started on that shit. Um, and then uh, he's had three games of 22.6 points or more. He's the wide receiver four overall. Man, if he can continue this for another, I guess, nine games, he's got a buy in there somewhere. He's going to get his first wide receiver one season. I didn't see it coming. But, hey, you know what? Good for him. Shame on me. I missed it. Uh, it, it only took him half a decade to realize his talent in the NFL, but looks like his ship may have come in. Jerry, uh, where where were you wrong so far? Uh, I like I like the Amari call. I, Kellen Moore's got that. I it's it, sometimes the offense disappears, which I'm sure Kyle from the fellows would gladly talk to us and rant about, like I do the Lions. But you know they they, they got something brewing there. I like what they got. One of my misses, and it's funny because I was always a pessimist on this guy when he came out. Because he could not overtake Samaje P. Ryan at Oklahoma. So I was always pessimistic about Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon came out last year and really showed what, you know, what what he was all about. He he proved me wrong last year. But going into this year, with Marvin Lewis gone, I thought that dude was about to be David Johnson 2016. Now, did I foresee how bad this team was going to be? No, but they're not doing anything randy this dude has 18 rushes in the last two weeks for 12 yards that's not good carries. that's not good jerry that's not no. good you know how many wins you're gonna get when you're starting joe mixon uh, not many you better have uh lamar jackson as your quarterback it's bad they don't know what they're doing and it's nothing against joe mixon now don't get me wrong. I do not watch much Bengals football because, sorry guys, it's ugly to watch. And I've watched a lot of ugly football in my day. But you, you are it, a Lions fan. He's not yeah, lying to you. And a Michigan State fan. Nothing, nothing looking good in the Great White North. But I Mixon was a miss. And you know I I'm gonna do another guy real quick because I crossed him off. Because it was Devonta Freeman, because I really thought Devonta Freeman was going to be a superstar coming into this year with Tevin Coleman gone. I crossed him off because he's actually been okay. You know, he he's he's been serviceable, so I crossed him off. But I wanted to mention him just because I really toted his horn as he was going to be one of those guys that could win you a league for pretty cheap, or at least cheaper than you know most guys of his value, and that just was not the case. Randy, who was your second guy? Uh, you you briefly touched on him. It was Lamar Lamar Jackson. Holy cow! I I beat this kid uh, like a rented mule. Me all, too, buddy. All, all, all off season, and I I think this is the one. Unlike the Amari Cooper, the Jacoby Brissett, where I think those two are the kind that will continue. Um, same thing with the Todd Gurley. I think uh, obviously the carry on is going to continue because he's on IR. But this is one that that I'm not a hundred percent can can do it. And I'm going to use just this last week's game. Yeah, he rushed for over a hundred yards. That's great, but it, it's real hard for me to get behind a quarterback when the weather turns. There's more. There's more tape 
on, on this offense. You know, he's got some, you know, games against New England and, and you know, some – and the Pittsburgh defense is pretty good. You know, that's coming up. And, and I just don't think I can get behind a quarterback that completed nine passes. And they won that way. It would be one thing if he completed nine passes in a loss and they got to go back to the drawing board. But, but you know, when behavior is successful, you repeat that behavior. But, hey, man, I can't take nothing away from the kid. I've been dead wrong. Uh, highest scoring player in fantasy football, total points, 175. Um, he's got a 25.1 average. Uh, he's got 21.3 or more in six of seven games. Uh, I will tell you to take a look at his, fa- especially in redraft, um, take a look at his uh, playoff schedule. He's got some tough matchups on there with that, that tough 49ers defense. He's got the Bills in there, the Jets. Now the Jets are a dumpster fire. But they, they, they do have a pretty good defense, and that, that's a few weeks down the road. You know, if you're in a redraft or, uh, you know, something like that, it might be good to start, you know, doing some scouting on, on, on a potential guy you may want to stash on your roster for that point. But, man, I could not have been more wrong about Lamar Jackson through seven games. Jerry, where were you wrong again? I'm with you. little sidebar on Lamar Jackson, little redraft special. Are you going to sell him for Patrick Mahomes and just suck the losses? I, I honestly, I am not. I, I I am not now. If I could go out and pick up someone off of the waiver wire, or if I'm looking at my waiver wire and there's some good week in week out streaming candidates, sure. But I will tell you that Patrick Mahomes comes back to a pretty darn tough schedule of his own. So and he's going to be limited. You know, you know, you get, it's a little math, a little little fantasy math, if you will. You take a Patrick Mahomes at 75% of his abnormal ability, plus a tough schedule, plus the weather gets cold, does not equal fantasy success. I think I'd rather have a healthy Lamar Jackson at this point. Okay. That's that's why I figured that was a, a polarizing question. My guy, ready for it? Yeah. How often have you heard me talk about Rashad frickin' Penny? Well, I was wrong about Chris Carson. Rashad Penny, you're Eddie Lacy. I'm done with you. I am off the bandwagon. You could like the the Oklahoma Sooners bandwagon. Did you see that thing where it tipped over, went flying? Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How could oh, you yeah. miss it? If you, if if you have a Twitter account, you saw that. You saw yeah. that 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 <laughs> gif. Right. That is that is me on the Rashad Penny bandwagon. Done with that dude. And for all the reasons I like Leonard Fournette, uh, opportunity is king, as the wise people would say. 21 carries, 24 carries, 27 carries, 22 carries, 15, 15, 15. That's Chris Carson's carries. And his receptions in the last seven weeks, 3, 4, 1, 4, 1, 3, 6. That's a lot of touches. <laughs> and he's been good. Three of the last four weeks, he had three straight games with 100 yards rushing, not getting into the end zone a ton, but doing it enough. And Chris Carson, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I fell in to that draft capital sucker play trap and didn't just didn't just use my eyeballs. I was wrong. Chris Carson, good for you. You deserve to just throw mud in my face. Well, since you went two back to back earlier, uh, I'm going to wrap this little thing up with uh, Josh Gordon. You know, I I, I am a sucker. And before I go to Josh Gordon, I do want to hit on your uh, Rashad Penny real quick. You know, it's it's one thing when Chris Carson looks like the African-American Arnold Schwarzenegger. That dude is jacked. I've said this before. He makes jacked people 
look less jacked. I mean, the guy just looks like he's carved out of stone. Just, I'm a gym guy, so whatever. Rashad Penny, he looks like he's going to to the Pillsbury Doughboy try. Yeah, man, he looks soft. But you know, I, I I am a sucker for that athletic, you know, specimen, and and that's Josh Gordon. Part of it's been injury. Part of it's been the fact that they've been beaten up some some really crappy. Some really crappy competition, but I thought this guy was going to lead the, uh, in, in our bold prediction show, I said he was going to lead the league in total touchdowns. I thought he would suck up some of that Gronk work in the red zone with his, you know, being a big physical guy, and I thought he'd have double-digit touchdowns. you know how many touchdowns Josh Gordon has to date? Uh, probably zero. Uh Add one to that. He has, oh. re- he has one touchdown, and he hasn't had one since week one. So I, I was dead wrong. There's still time, but now you got so, the so Antonio Brown has as many touchdowns as a Patriot as Josh Gordon does. Uh, these are that's factually correct, sir. Um, I will say this: you know, he he is nursing the knee slash ankle injury. I don't see this guy coming back anytime soon. You know, they they just traded for Sanu. Um, they, they, they might I think well, that says something that he's not coming back soon. Well, I, I, I think that they, they, they want to make sure that their Death Star is at full power. They're fully operational. There's your Star Wars tie-in on yeah. uh, 1220. Uh, shameless plug that we're not getting paid for. But I, I think Uncle Bill wants to make sure this team is 100% dialed in. Um, you'll start to see Damian Harris. They were using Brandon Bolden in the backfield. And I think because of that, my, uh, my prediction of Josh Gordon and some touchdown love isn't going to happen. But Jerry... We got to get back to, to some of our normal segments, but that's Jerry and I owning it just a little bit. We're gonna we got to fire through some of these last segments. Uh, rapid fire, Jerry. Did you have anybody for the bargain bin this week? I did. Ola B.C. Johnson out of Colorado State. He is a wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. And if Adam Thielen is out, which I do believe he is, I got news for you. Kirk Cousins peppered that man against the Detroit Lions. He got targeted eight times after Thielen came in. He had a good touchdown. They're at home against Washington this week. If he's on your waiver wire, absolutely. Also, Ty Johnson. There's also a chance that Ty Johnson is out there. Definitely look with on going out. I do think, but he's going to get the first crack at it. I love it. Mine's uh, Russell Gage, not to be confused with um, any other of the Gages. Uh, He is the guy who's going to assume that wide receiver three role in Atlanta. And the reason why I have him as a pickup is because if, and we hope hope it doesn't happen, but if anything happens to Julio or Calvin Ridley, this is the guy who would be the uh, most likely to benefit. Uh, He was available in eight of nine of my dynasty leagues, so should be uh, an, an easy an easy uh, opportunity to go out and get Ola B.C. That's O-L-A-B-I-S-I Johnson. Uh, Ola B.C. Johnson or Russell Gage, a couple of wide receivers in the bargain bin for you to do that. Be- before we get into overreaction theater, I want to do a quick live read for draft. Head over to draft.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone um, and check check those guys out. And if you use the promo code upon deposit DWZ Draft, you will get a free $3 voucher to use on the contest of your choice. Uh, the NBA season's kicking off. Hockey's in full effect. Obviously, we love the NFL. Um, so much going on in the world of sports that you could use that $3 voucher anywhere. Um, but make sure you check out our friends over at Draft. Draft.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone and use the code DWZ Draft. Uh, overreaction Theater, we're going to keep this one a little bit short. 
and uh, pretty simple for me. I'm not overreacting to the Jets' performance on Monday Night Football. Are they as but Memphis? They were so bad. I understand that, but Jerry, two weeks ago, they. I don't want to say boat race, but they, 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 they threw quite the beating on the exact same Dallas Cowboys team that just absolutely rolled the Philadelphia Eagles. Are they the team that rolled the Dallas Cowboys? Probably not. But are they also the same team that got rolled as bad as they did against the New England Patriots and the statistically the best defense in, in decades? Unbelievable. Uh, uh, just a, and, and, and arguably one of the best secondaries uh, of all time. So no, I'm not. Um, I I still love love Bell. I think Robbie Anderson's getting ready to explode. Um, They've got juicy schedules coming I, up. Man, too. Robbie Anderson wouldn't have been a play this week, but without Jalen Ramsey there in Jacksonville, I feel like you can fire him up. I feel like you can fire up some Robbie A, and you're gonna love it. Uh, Jerry, what are you not overreacting to? Kenny Galladay's quacker. You know, he he had another one against Philly in week whatever that was, week three. He had he had one this week against Minnesota. But here's the thing. Marvin Jones always tears up Xavier Rhodes. It's just for some reason, whenever Marvin Jones plays against Minnesota, it, those are always the games that he explodes. And he did it again. I Kenny Galladay is Matthew Stafford's guy. He is going to continue to be that. That was a miss for me, too, for the record. I was down on Kenny G, and that was... That was me being a pessimistic Lions fan. I, I'm not overreacting to that. I, Kenny, plug that man in. Don't be afraid, whoever he plays. You're not afraid. You know, Isn't that a song by Eminem? I'm not afraid. And you live in Detroit, so uh, we're not afraid to go to Vegas. You know, I, I, I love this segment. Um, I, I created this based off another podcast that I listened to. Um, just because I, I, I think it's it's good business, you know. Um, are they always right? No, absolutely not. If they were always right, they wouldn't get any action out there. But we're going to hit the, the, the three games we're looking at to get an extra player out of and, and three games we're looking to avoid. Uh, I'll just hit this and pass it over to Jerry because uh, I, I took some notes. Um, the first game, Jerry, is, uh, believe it or not, Cincinnati is in a game we're leaning toward. They are at the L.A. Rams. The Rams are giving up 13 points. Uh, you know, I, I have this on the Cincinnati side is I'm only playing, uh, Boyd and maybe Auden Tate in a pinch. Maybe you got some injury or bye week issues. Uh, okay, fine. Maybe you can fire up Auden Tate, but I'm not playing the rest. And that includes Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's got to work his way back into my heart. Um, I'm not playing Andy Dalton, even as a QB two. Uh, maybe you have to with some bye weeks, but remember, you you don't have to like it. I'm not playing mixing. I could see where you'd have to. If you, maybe you lost carry on. You got someone on bye. I, I get it. I understand it. Uh, on the on the LA side, you know, as our your buddy Kyle and my buddy Kyle from last week, wrap them all in the start all blanket. Golf, Gurley, all three wide receivers, and uh, and even Gerald Everett, the tight end, who's been coming on lately. Did, did I miss anybody? What are your thoughts? No, I don't think I'm even starting Tyler Boyd. I think I'm good on the Bengals this week, but I am starting all the Rams. I think that game's going to go under because I think the Rams are going to get a nice lead and then play it slow. Kind of what they did last week to the mm-hmm. uh, the, the the Falcons, a much better team, even at a one and five or one and six record. I still think that's a much yeah a much better team. This next one's a little bit surprising. It's going to be in your backyard. It's the Detroit Lions hosting the New York Giants. The Giants are giving up seven at home. Uh, 49 and a half point over and under second highest over and under on the board. Um, the notes that I have, I'm playing Daniel Jones only in a super flex. Obviously you're playing uh Barkley and Evan Ingram. They're in the duh category. Uh, and then the golden Tate revenge game 
I, 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 I believe in that. Um, I think they're going to want to uh, get, get him some targets in, in a PPR league. I think you're probably playing him anyway. Uh, he might be worth a shot on your DFS roster. Uh, but I'm not playing any of the other wide receivers, whether that's uh, Slayton, uh, Corey. I'm drawing his last blank on his last name. He went to IU. I'm not playing those guys. On the Lions side, I'm playing Stafford with great confidence. Uh, I'm playing Ty Johnson, uh, although I want to see what uh, J.D. McKissick's role is. I'm playing Galladay and Daniel, uh, excuse me, and Marvin Jones. A lot of Jones in this game. Uh, but yeah, I'm not concerned about Galladay either. Marvin Jones, fire him up, high scoring. You know, by doing the Vegas math here, they're they're thinking that the the Lions are going to score 28 points. They don't have much of a running game without Carryon Johnson. They Even have, with Carryon, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. Quick, quick, cutting off my jokes, and uh, and uh, but I'm not playing Hawkinson and and Danny Amendola is a yo-yo. One week he's great, one week he kills you. I would much rather look for a safer option than Danny Amendola. Jerry, this one's near and dear to your heart. What's up? Yeah, I agree. And listen, maybe I have a league where I picked up Hunter Henry while he was hurt, and I also have Evan Ingram. Uh, You're starting Evan Ingram, because here's the thing about tight ends. They rip the soul out of the Detroit defense, and Evan Ingram is going to feast and I promise you, if Golden Tate scores a touchdown against the Detroit Lions, Ford Field will cheer for him because and they we should. Love, we love Golden and, Tate. And you here. absolutely should. I, I, uh, I, I as, love your tight end call. And as far as the Lions go, Kenny, you know, Marvin in a pinch. I, I think he could have a big game, but every time I think that about Marvin, he disappears. So that that's my problem. Uh, great singing voice. Search that on Twitter. He's uh, he got the soul. Um, the running backs are scary, but the Giants are bad, man. Uh, and and here's the thing. Now, you're starting Saquon because Saquon, Saquon. But if you're going against Saquon, I feel bad for you this week because if there's one thing the Detroit Lions cannot do, it is not stop the run. And Snacks Harris got hurt last week. I'm not sure on his status. But if he's not in, that is going to be very bad for that rushing defense. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Uh, hopefully, Snacks plays. I want to see uh, Snacks go up against Will Hernandez about you know three or four dozen times over the course of that game. Uh, I like watching those big boys up front. Uh, last game on on the side that we're leaning toward is Oakland and Houston. Uh, on the Houston side, again that that's a that's a wrap them all blanket minus the tight end. I'm playing Watson, playing Hyde, uh, playing DeAndre Hopkins, Kiki and Stills, and I'm playing Kiki and Stills with a lot more confidence with Will Fuller being out. Uh, in a game that I, I just – we saw what the, the Green Bay Packers wide receivers did to this Oakland secondary, and they traded one of their cornerbacks uh, this week. So I, I expect a, a lot of action here on the Oakland side. I'm playing Carr as a QB2. Man, Jacobs has been an RB1 the last three weeks. Fire him up. I'm playing Terrell if he's healthy. If he goes, I go with Terrell in the matchup. And uh, Darren, the Walrus, Darren Waller, man, that guy is a baller. I'm going to talk more about him lately. I'm not playing Foster Moreau. I know he's been getting some red zone looks, and uh, but I'm going to know the rest of the offense. Anything here before we quickly run through the fades? Yeah, nope, just Waller, Jacobs on that side, play your Houston guys. And I'm not a huge Kiki guy, but I do like him with Fuller gone. Uh, on the games that we're looking to avoid at all costs, the, 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 second, the, the, the third worst game, uh, from an over and under standpoint, is Miami at Pittsburgh. This is your Monday night game, so if you ever you, you so 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 let let me let me give you something. Let me give back after coming back from vacation with my wife. Here's a great opportunity 
tell your wife, say, you know what, honey? <laughs> or maybe your husband who doesn't like football for whatever reason. You know what? Say, you know what, significant other? I'm not going to watch football tonight. I'm going to turn it off. I'm going to put the phone away. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch a movie with you. I'm going to talk with you. If you're, if you're ever looking... If you're ever looking to, to butter up the other side, you know, a little uh, hey now brown, hey, brown chicken, brown cow, um, something like that, Monday night is your night because this is going to be a stinker, a snoozer on the Miami side. I am playing no one. Um, I, can, I, I can understand if you're playing Mark Walton. Again, a lot of injuries at running back. Bye weeks are upon us. He's, hey, he's, hey, Devontae Parker has scored three weeks in a row. That's a no for me, dog. That's <laughs> me, a, too. me too. I was that's just a hell no. You know, I, I think outside of San Francisco, Pittsburgh has the most number one draft picks on that side of the ball. And that defensive side of the ball is playing real well. So coming off a bye at home, Monday night football, uh-uh, ain't going to happen. Uh, on the Pittsburgh side, I got three. I can see playing Rudolph as a QB2. Playing James Conner, and I'm playing Juju. Do you have to like the Juju play? No, but you, you got to keep rolling him out there. Anything there? No, I mean, if you're – you can't take – I'm a stutter because I'm so – it blows my mind. The James Conner and the Juju thing, just they've disappointed so much. But if you can't play them against Miami, you can't play them at all. So you throw those guys out there. As far as Miami's concerned, hell no. I don't think I would start any player any week for whatever reason, but the best advice you have ever given people on this show this season was your advice to not watch this game and butter up your significant other. Uh, 60% of the time, it works every time. They don't know any difference. Hey, you know what? I always sit on the couch on Monday. I watch football. You know, I'm going to give that up. You know what? It's been seven weeks. This is week eight. I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to focus on you. Thank me later in nine months. You can name that little kid Memphis. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the, the second game we're looking to uh, avoid is Carolina uh, on the road at San Francisco. We talked about this game earlier. I think it'll be a fun game to watch if you like football, but not a fun game to watch if you need fantasy points. Uh, San Francisco is a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, third, uh, forty-one and a half point over under. So that means they they have this basically, like like uh, not good, like 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 a seventeen to twenty-four game. You know, on the Carolina side, I, I'm only playing Christian McCaffrey. Um, I know someone might have to play DJ Moore out there again, like some of the others. I understand you may have to, um, but I don't think you have to like it. Uh, on the San Francisco. Easy for me to say. On the San Francisco side, Jimmy GQ as a QB2, I don't love it. Uh, I like Breda the best out of all the running backs there if he plays. And obviously Kittle, I'm playing none of the wide receivers, including the newly acquired Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, The Carolina defense is for real, and so is the San Francisco defense. I think it's going to be low scoring. And outside of Christian McCaffrey, I really don't love anyone, to be honest. Yep, I'm with you. Let's talk about the the lowest over-under of the week. Oh. Ugly as homemade soap. That's the L.A. Chargers going to Chicago where the Chicago Bears are for some reason. I Maybe they're just going strictly off of the, the Chargers record. The Bears are a four-point favorite on a 40-point over and under. Oh, my God, that is so hideous. Um, Jerry, my, my, my notes uh, on this one right here. Phil is a QB2 only. Uh, I'm still rolling out Eckler and Melvin Gordon. I mean, we saw what Latavius Murray just did to this. Now, the... Chargers offensive line is nothing. And I, I wouldn't blame you if you if you had better options and you wanted to sit Melvin Gordon. You're playing Keenan Allen. Um 
you're playing Hunter Henry, but I'm not playing Mike Williams here. He's got to earn his way back into my lineup on the Chicago side. Allen Robinson is the only bear I can say play, but I don't think you have to love it with Casey Hayward as a shadow corner. I'm not playing anyone else. Again, the old caveat, I understand if you got to roll out Tariq Cohen, he can get you some cheap PPR love. But, man, outside of a handful of guys, I'm not touching this game. Yeah, I'm I'm starting the, the Chargers. You have to start, but that's only because you have to start them for the most part. Your teams are probably not in better situations. If they are, I'm looking to avoid it. But, yeah, that game is going to be ugly. All right, Jerry, what, one last piece of business before we take this thing in for landing. That is the DFS darling. I'm going to go first and get this thing going. I, I'm going back to the stack attack. Uh, I'm going with Derek Carr at five grand on DraftKings. That's QB 23, and I'm going to use the money that I, that I save at quarterback, and I'm going to spend up at tight end, and I'm going with a – I want to be a Waller, a Baller, and a Shot Caller. I'm going Darren Waller. He's the tight end, too. He's 5,900, second most expensive option on the board. But I think tight end's a position where you, you got to pay up a little bit. You know, Houston just gave up uh, 26 completions, 326 yards, and four TDs to Jacoby Brissett. Uh, they're 25th versus the quarterback in fantasy this year. Darren Waller, this guy's got 50 targets through six games. He just caught his first two touchdowns. But man, I I love a tight end getting eight points. Excuse me, eight targets a game in a game where we just talked about this game. This is Vegas's highest over and under. I mean, everything smells like success. I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, man, give me Derek Carr. Give me Waller. Jerry, I, I see that you're going with the uh, with with the new hotness. Yeah, I you know, there's a big there's a pot brewing. It's a big juicy pot in there. I look down at my hand, and I got nothing. But it's cheap for me to stay in. It's only 4400 for me to take this pot on Corey Davis. I'm the sucker at the table, Randy. It's, you know, if you can't spot him in the first 30 minutes, it's you. It's probably me. That's wide receiver 54, though. And if we have learned anything, you know, a friend of the show, Matt Waldman, did a good piece on the rapport that's being built between Tannehill and Corey Davis. Convinced me a little. You know, and, and I'm easily convincible when it comes to Corey Davis because I'm a dope. But so I, I'm going to take Corey Davis and just. Please, man, I'm giving you one last shot. Just help a brother out. Well, I, I got I got one for you. This could be on our end of the season uh, hits and misses. I'll give you a little bonus. So uh, back when Mariota was struggling in week uh, two, because he had an all right game in week one against the Browns, I, I was like. And this is one of my bold predictions going into the season. I said that if Ryan Tannehill was the starting quarterback all season, that Tennessee would win that division. They are currently three and four. The Colts are four and two, and the Texans are four and three. So they're not out of that division at all. And I I I, I posted this back in September. It was um from the Keenan and Kel skit, the substitute teacher. You know the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I, I said that this is what Corey Davis is going to be saying if Ryan Tannehill talks, uh, takes over this year. It's a picture of that substitute teacher going, I'm for real. And, and, and that's, uh, that's Corey Davis. I think he is for real. I've, I've pooped on Corey Davis a lot. Not, figured, not, not you know, figuratively, not literally. That's against the law. I mean, unless he's into that sort of thing, but I'm not. But uh, I, I've been an anti-Corey Davis guy for many years. Um, you can see flashes. And, and how weird. Let, let this next sentence marinate. 
Ryan Tannehill could unlock the potential <laughs> of, of Corey Davis. They're playing Tampa too. That's the other good thing about this matchup. Yeah, a- absolutely. And and all things we can say about Tampa in, in all sincerity is they have been you know pretty good against the rush this year. So this is a game where uh, as long as they can keep it close, and that that's a really good scoring defense. I don't know what they are now. I know going into last week. The Titans were only giving up 15.2 a game. I think they gave up 20 or 23 to the Chargers. Not a whole much more than that. That's a really good defense. So uh, I think this one will stay close. I, I, I think they'll be able to to move the ball. I don't know about a touchdown, but I have a feeling that another six or seven for 80 or 90 yards could be in the, in, in the works, and that would more than justify his $4,400 price tag on DraftKings. So there you go. A long show, but we had a lot to cover. I was coming back from vacation. I was hanging out with Jerry. Uh, Jerry, anything to let these people know before we get out of here? No, the Lions are tanking again. My season's over. It's it's nothing but fantasy from here on out, buddy. Nothing but fantasy from here on out. Well, I hope you uh, hoped our, hope you liked our hits. I hope you like our misses. We're glad to be back. Go check out that Patreon that was free. Dynasty, uh, excuse me, Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Check out the free episode. Uh, a lot going on, but we're just here to help you. We just want to help you, you know, build championship dynasty rosters, have some fun, make some good decisions. And remember, I'm at DFF Memphis. He's at Jerry Sin DFF on Twitter. And our goal, remember, is to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs, and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for a limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com.